0: Welcome to another edition of Talk Your Exposure. This is season one, episode fourteen. I'm alongside the homie Devontae Campbell. What's going on today, man?
1: Another day, man. Let's get to it today.
0: Let's get to it. We're right down to it. Hey, man, we got a very special guest with us today: Division One athlete, pro basketball player Tavon Prince. Man, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks.
0: Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the platform. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for taking some time to talk to us today.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, Tavon. So, you know, we're going to start you off. Switch it up here a little bit today. I'm going to ask you some would you rather questions, all right? And you're going to tell me which option you like. Okay? Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> nice and juicy, man. All right. So would you rather airball a three-pointer or miss a layup? A wide open layup? Air, airball a three-pointer. you rather airball a three-pointer? Okay. Me too. Yeah. Would you rather get posterized or your ankle's broken? Oh. <laughs> I'd rather neither, but, you know. If you had to. I,
2: I've never, I, like, I haven't been anchored or posterized, but I would say I'd rather get, I guess, crossed. Why? Yeah. Why? Because the posterizer is just, like, it's on a man level. It's like another man is just, you know, crushing it. like, you know. At got- least, you know, you get crossed, you slipped. But, you know, if you get posterized, that's body to body. It's like you know,
1: they're they're
2: keeping those files too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna keep the files at a crossover too, but I feel like Mm -hmm. it's
1: different. All right, would you rather be loyal to an NBA team but never win a championship, or would you be hated but loyal and never get three rings?
2: I'd rather be hated because, um, loyal to NBA team. I mean, the GMs aren't loyal to the players, so at the end of the day, it's a business, right? So you're in it to win, so I could be hated. I'm not playing the game to be, I'm not, I'm playing the game for respect and, you know, the love for the game, not to be loved by any or many. Mm-hmm. As long as you respect me and respect my game and I'm a winner, that's all that really matters. Okay. You got your family that will
1: love you in you know? I, like, I respect that answer. I respect that answer. You get to that level, man. It's a straight business. It is a straight yeah. business. So I exactly. can respect that answer. Last question. Would you rather never win a championship but get $30 million a year? Or would you rather wear five NBA championships but only get paid three million a year? I'm
2: taking the thirty mil because I I quickly thought about Allen Iverson. Would I rather Allen Iverson career or Derek Fisher? I'd rather mm. an Allen Iverson. Career.
1: Okay, okay, so he Okay, I think I'm, I'm, win, I'm, win, win, I'm a win, winning, winning,
2: winning, winning, winning is everything. But at the same time, some teams aren't built to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be right. if you're in the right organization. They have to be on the you know the right you know everything has to be clicking. At they have to have the money. Like teams, low low but low, low budget teams aren't really gonna win like like that.
1: Hey, oh, definitely. He he thinking today. He thinking, and he preaching. This is yeah, a good start. I'm, 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 on my, I'm always ready. I'm always ready. He's on his P and Qs. He's ready to go. Stephen, on you?
0: I got you. He hey, he's a businessman, man. I know. I already know he's a businessman. I see your Instagram. I see your Instagram all the time. You're know, talking business and whatnot. So that was definitely a business a business move right there that you just said. So I, I yeah. can respect that. I can respect that. Yeah. Last year, till the last year, this day was the first day that there was a COVID case here in Canada. I wanna yeah. know when, when when the whole shut, the shutdown and lockdown happened, where were you at that very moment and, and what were you thinking at that moment?
2: I was actually in um I was in Spain when it happened. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I was in Spain. So when that whole thing went down, I'm like, Am I gonna make it back? You know, a lot of stuff was going, going through my head, but the first time we've been in um I mean, any epidemic, pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, it's the, first <laughs> <time> we, <laughs> it's the first time we've been in this situation. So, definitely, I was shook for a little bit, but then, you know, season ended and then, you know, I got my flight back. I actually had to, it was a struggle to get my flight back because I couldn't fly through um, the U.S. for mm. obvious reasons. So, I had to wait a couple of days, went through Mexico, yeah. and then after um stayed in Mexico for a couple of nights and then Toronto. When I got back, I was, you know, relieved.
0: That sounds like a party. Not even, not even a, that, that doesn't sound bad at all. Saying Mexico. Right. No, it's- I mean,
2: <laughs> it, it, it wasn't bad, but I was in the airport for, um, like a couple days. That oh, was from um, okay. Spain to, um, going to Mexico because flights keep getting delayed and all that. So
0: fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Was there any point of time during COVID or during the lockdown or whatever you know from from March till May? you know while you're while you're at home that you were thinking, man, this might be it, this might be it for basketball. Or what were you? What was running through your mind when you heard about COVID?
1: Um, for I
2: mean, at the beginning, no, because obviously it's a pandemic, and I mean, I don't think our generation has ever seen this before. So you obviously think like, okay, it's gonna last for like maybe maybe two or three months in the summer. And everything's gonna go back to normal. So at the mm-hmm. beginning, definitely not. And then I, as it, as the lockdowns kept continuing, okay, there's a lockdown, okay, twenty eight day lockdown, okay, another twenty eight day lockdown. And then after you're hitting your agent, the market is kind of like, you know, things are countries are closing down, leagues are closing down. So then you kind of think like, oh shoot, is this really? Is is, is this how <laughs> It's like a bad Trust news. Me. It's how Trust it's me. Trust me. how it ends. So you know, it did cross my mind, but then you know, you just gotta stay positive, and you know
0: work on other things. What kept you going? What kept you motivated?
2: Um, just being, I faced, I mean, during my journey through um, high school, university, then transfer, and so it's been a lot of um, perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of um, self-motivating, being able to drive yourself. So naturally, I'm driven. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to fail in anything in life. Anything I put my mind to, I don't want to fail. So that kept me um going and definitely God putting God first and you know trusting in God that was definitely you know when you're feeling down and you know God's mm-hmm. always there so that kept me going and just you know working out because some days I'm getting up I don't want to come like, what am I working out for mm-hmm. working out and then after all you could do is at one point all you could do is run outside yeah close so you like, know, you can't even shoot around so you know the gyms open up you get teased you go to the gym and then you can't you can't play so you know but just self-motivate and just being disciplined.
0: A lot, of, a lot of kids watch our podcast. A lot of kids, you know, between Devontae and myself, we coach a lot of kids. Um, one of the things that a lot of kids were telling us in particular, or they kept asking us, coach, are we playing games? Are we playing games? Are we playing games? Uh, and for, for, for us in particular, it, it's, it's difficult to be able to tell them, like, bro, I don't, even, I don't know what type of season you're going to have this year. Like, I know like, when, when we're younger, when we're 15, 14, 16, 17, whatever, bro, we got to play a game every week, every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we had that luxury of being able to play all the time. So, so talking about like self-motivating and being able to say, you know what, I've already been down this line before. People have, have looked under me or looked over me. Pandemic. Eh, screw the pandemic. I'm good. I'm good without the pandemic or with, or without the pandemic. So can you, can you give a little bit more, can you elaborate on that a little bit more just in terms of how you were able to kind of persevere and also just to, t- to elaborate on that too. I know kids don't have the luxury of being able to go to where you are right now, but where are you right now that you're able to still train and still stay self-motivated?
2: Um, in terms of being... The mentality, I mean, it's, it's been instilled for, for a while. You know, growing up, it's just... Nothing was handed to me. There's no handouts. So it's, like, it's kind of my mentality. Like, I always want to try and be the best. Or, you know, if we're running sprints, you know, try to finish first.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the <laughs> class
2: we try to get the highest... Like, I'm just a highly competitive guy. So even... Pandemic or no pandemic, I feel I enter like I, I'm kind of wired different. Now it's like to me, it's like, okay, survival of the fittest now or survival of the most adaptable.
3: Mm-hmm. Who's
2: going to stay in shape? Who's not going to stay in shape? Mm-hmm. Which side are you going to be on? Are you going to get fat and lazy while your competition? Because everyone's really your competition. I mean, I have a lot of basketball friends, but within the lines, we're really not friends and they're a competition. We're going for some jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who's really, I turn, I, I turn it into like a mind game. Who's going to stay in shape? You know, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of players are going to sit down and, you know, get fatted and eat a lot of food. And then I'm like, so that was my driving force. Like, I'm kind of competing with myself.
0: For sure.
2: So that's kind of how I um, wire myself. And um, in terms of where I am at now, right now I'm in Jamaica. I mean, I have access to a gym to work out. You know, I run the hills in the morning. So I try to, I'm working on getting into an indoor gym because there's only um, two indoor gyms or three on the island. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get in contact with some people to you know shoot around. But I think as long as I'm staying in shape, I mean I put up I put up a bunch of shots when we we're in the city at um you know where we we're where we we're training at. Game so, six. Game six. Yeah, yeah. So I was getting the reps in. So right now at this point it's just you know keeping the cardio and um keeping the weight at a, a good level. So but um, for sure. I'm thankful for sure. that opportunity to come to Jamaica and you know it's it's less it's less um I would say it's more. Like the, in terms of media in North America, it's like a it's like a Netflix series. Every day it's a new episode.
3: Yeah.
2: In Jamaica, it's like you know COVID. You know it's still it's still you still hear about it, but it's not really it's not really as big as it is in like Canada and the US, where every day you tune in, it's like oh the numbers are at six thousand. Oh my mm-hmm. God, the numbers are at seven thousand. You know, it's <laughs> kind of more peaceful. You know, <laughs> less yeah. of a Netflix series. I'm coming
0: out to Jamaica just now. Best believe that. Hold, hold a spot for us. We're, we're out there. We're out there.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, Kingston. Kingston. Don't be jealous.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to touch up on, on your on your basketball career in a second, but a year to the date tomorrow Kobe Bryant passes away. Yeah. I, I'm going to get all the sad stuff out now so we can move on to better, be, better and happier things in, in, in a bit. What yeah. was what was Kobe to you? Was was Kobe was Kobe one of your one of your better one of your uh, favorite players? And also, when you found out about the news, what did you think?
2: Yeah, definitely Kobe was um, one of my favorite players. You know, my favorite player is Allen Iverson, L. Jordan, wow. Allen Iverson, and Kobe. So Kobe's definitely. I grew up watching Kobe. Kobe was like I grew an Afro because of Kobe. Mm. You know, Kobe's whole demeanor and his style, the Kobe fro. You know what he brought to the game, even his um. One of my favorite books is, is "Um Mamba Mentality," That's just so- getting into the brain of Kobe and how he operates. And you know, he's very similar to Jordan, but to me personally, I think he's more skilled. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously because as time goes on, you're supposed to be skilled. So I think Jordan's a better player, but Kobe's more skilled. So I think Kobe was just he had no weakness for real. Mm-hmm. So he was very inspirational to me. Like I, he's so textbook, and you know his work ethic, his work work ethic and his drive. Just you know. Yeah, so definitely. Co- uh,
0: Co- no, Co- 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 Kobe's trying to cut you off, but Kobe's a different breed, man. I don't know, like, yeah. like there, there's always a conversation of Kobe and Kobe and Michael and whatnot, and, and and honestly, I really think that Kobe was was came in that era when Michael Jordan was about to leave to re- yeah. to replicate Michael Jordan, yeah. you know? And and that's it, it, it's the same person. It's crazy to see, you know. You watch, like you said, you 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 uh, looked at his, you read his book, and every every documentary that he's on, every teammate that he's had, he's competitive. He works hard every yeah. single time, and i'm hearing i'm hearing uh interviews of people talking about three four 5 o'clock in the morning he wants to get in the gym has a practice at nine o'clock or seven o'clock and he's, he's been in the gym for seven six hours beforehand so it's just it's just it's crazy it's crazy
2: yeah Kobe crazy definitely, His mentality and like yeah I heard the news it was like it was a sad day because it's like you feel like because i feel like we I mean, he was a part of our childhood. And we watched him grow, so you kind of feel like that connection.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I felt like I lost a family member almost, even though we, we don't know each other. But it's like almost yeah. like you see—he's a part of your childhood, so you grew up seeing him. It's kind of like when Michael Jackson, like like certain people I know. So I know the way we look at certain people aren't supposed to die, like the Allen yeah. Iversons, the Michael Jacksons, the Michael Jordans. It's like these—we grew up watching these guys are like our superheroes. Yep. So when they die, like you know, we lose a part of ourselves because you know. So it's crazy. It, Definitely
0: a sad moment. It almost it, it almost kind of feels like Kobe's a, you know Kobe's like you said Kobe's supposed to be immortal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like it, and, and and really it, it's really how everything started happening. You know, even although we had a our first Canadian case of COVID on January 25th, 2020, you know, when Kobe passed away, it really started everything. Like like yeah. everything from there just kind of, you know, was 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 a trend. And you know, COVID really took off and really blew up after Kobe died. And for me, yeah. for me in particular, like like when you when you think of the, the effects that happened, like they literally were able to play the all-star game for in, in memory of Kobe. Then then they then uh, you know COVID happened, everything shut down, they brought the NBA back, Lakers won a championship. It, it just kind of seemed like it was just more and more Kobe, 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 Kobe. So I don't know, man. I don't know what would have happened if Kobe was still on this earth, but I guess it's unfortunate that we'll never we'll never find out. But you know, RIP to legend and, and hopefully he's able to uh you know, still look down on, on, on all of our basketball uh, basketball players and, and keep keep looking down on us and making sure we're good.
2: So yeah, definitely.
0: I want I want to ask you one question, and before we get to before we get to uh, your high school career, Kobe versus Michael in a one on one game at best of seven series. Who are you picking?
1: Yikes,
2: Michael Michael Jordan. Why? That was a little too easy. It was. Right? I mean it 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 sounded easy. It's harder. Okay, Michael Jordan. If you want to go by accolades and what he's proven, he's a proven defender. Okay, so we're not even talking offense. The only I feel like the only thing Kobe has over Jordan is the three point shot. Which, if you look at stats, Kobe's like what 30 in the 30s, Jordy's, Jordan's around like 29 31. So, mm-hmm. if you want to look at threes, Okay, but mid range, in you can't really stop <laughs> Jordan from doing anything because yeah, really. He's a defensive player of the year, first of all. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think it's 87. He, was, he averaged 37 a game, and he was a defensive player. So he's MVP and defensive player. So he can do it on both ends.
3: Yeah.
2: He's a super athlete. Mm-hmm. Not, like, if you run through Kobe's stats, like vertical, not saying vertical is everything, but the athleticism. Kobe is an average, above average athlete, but maximizes okay. his like, jumping ability. Michael Jordan's a super athlete. Mm-hmm. Like Gilbert Arenas said, one guy's a Bugatti, another one's a Lamborghini.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that comparison. I love, when I heard that, but I was, but I was Bugatti, laughing.
2: But the Bugatti has skill also. So, you know, Michael George is not a super athlete. He actually, he's, he's, he's super athletic and he's textbook at the same time. So, so yeah. it's the best of both was And he really doesn't lose. If you go through his history, I mean, when he made it to the finals, he hasn't lost. When he gets to the big games, he knows what to do.
0: And that's the biggest thing about Kobe that like really differentiates him from, you know, uh, sorry, that's, uh, I'm talking, talking about Jordan diff- that differentiates yeah. him from Kobe and LeBron. You know, everyone say, oh, LeBron's better than Michael. LeBron's better than Michael. First of all, LeBron's played longer than Michael. Second of yeah. all, Le- LeBron, LeBron's lost how many times in the finals. And third of all, you know, who was on, who was on Michael's team for the longest time, you know, before people yeah. got there? It wasn't really anybody. That's- you know, yeah. so ru- rules change because of Michael, but rules don't change for LeBron. So I hate that argument of when you add in LeBron to that one too. But I thought that Kobe and 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 Michael was definitely a good a good comparison there. So I just want to get that. I'd into- say Le-
1: LeBron,
2: if you're going by okay, who's a better all around? You know, attributes, rebounds, like who's going to fill the stat sheet? Okay, LeBron is. But if my life is on the line, I know I'm going with Jordan. So. Like fair you do know, like fair my, my life's on the line I'm going with Jordan. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. So you went you went to you went to school in Brampton. You went to DY, if I'm not
2: mistaken? Yeah, I went to Deville for my first year. Then I had to go back to my roots. I had to go to Hemi Carr. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you played
0: with wow. Qadar, you play you play with uh you played with Qadar, you played with Raheem, played with Malik. You played with with uh, uh, Yao. You played. You played with a lot of a lot of guys. You played yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Other Janet Finch guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you played a lot of '92s. Not too sure who the yeah. '91s were when when during those times. But Henry Carr is yeah, been...
2: Josh. Josh Ogden.
0: Yes, yes, Josh. I, I thought you I always thought. I, yo, I thought Josh was nice. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what happened to him afterwards. But when he was in high school, no, he...
2: Josh, Josh, Josh was nice. You know, played play a couple years JUCO. Josh was always mm-hmm. solid. Definitely.
0: For sure, Henry for Carr sure. legend. So you you went you went to D I want to talk about your first year though at DY because you went to DY with Tristan Thompson.
2: Yeah, Tristan, um, Kofi Mensa, R. I. P. Jabs mm-hmm. Newby, Jamal Newman, Manny Sohota, RJ Stevens. That's what's up. Uh, Pharrell, yeah, our team was loaded.
0: I want to know I want to know what the work ethic like was like for for or the practices were like in general for that team, but also specifically, I want you to talk about Tristan Thompson's work ethic because he was always a tall kid, you know what I'm saying? People always kind of looked at him as a center. Uh, now you see him in the NBA, he's doing his thing. Talk about the, the, the practices, what the practices were like for for you guys, how competitive they were. And on top of that, if you can, just touch up a little bit on Tristan Thompson's work ethic.
2: Um, practices were very competitive because it's like it was um basically a, a CIA and a bounce. That was our entire team. And then, you know, a couple other um, um, OBA teams. Our practices were always competitive. Like, it's every day. We're going at it. And then the game time was, our games are so easy. No disrespect to, you know, any um, great nine team that year. But, like, our practices were way harder than our games.
1: I've you heard know, that a few times. Um,
2: yeah. So, um, but um, in terms of Tristan, was, uh, he was always a hard worker. You know, ran the floor, rebound. He was uh, the same way he plays now is how he played in, um in um, high school. Definitely a hard worker. Grabbed every single rebound. He had, he had more of a mid-range back then, though. He had a lot of touch. Really? That's what, That's what I was mostly, most impressed with was, um, was his touch. Mm-hmm. He always had a lot of touch, but his work ethic, he plays the same way now he did in high school. So, so... Was there any we
0: had we had Dwayne Notice on here the other um you know we had Dwayne Notice on here for, for one of the shows and he was talking about his practices with within uh, not high school but in university and stuff. W- when you're in a, in a competitive atmosphere, was there any type of fights or arguments or, or just competitive battles in itself that you you're able to touch up on or talk about?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the first time I got on campus, I was getting into it with everyone because obviously being from Toronto, we have a different mentality, right? And we're trying to. Still our will, like, you know, so obviously it's my demeanor comes off as, you know, sometimes, sometimes arrogant, but you more, that's just my competitive nature. So definitely, um, and and with, with masculine energy, you know, you gotta, you gotta show who the alpha is. You have to know that, you know, this is my stomping ground. Like you have to make your mark. So, you know, definitely not, nothing, nothing too serious, but, you know, it just sets the competitive tone. Nothing wrong with it.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. What, what, Grade ten, grade eleven, grade 12, fifth fifth year. I think you you, you stayed back for a fifth year. Yeah. yeah. So so four years you go to Henry Carr. You, you know you're back you're back in your stomping grounds now. Back in the stomping grounds. Back in the area. Your coach. You're coached by Mel Nick. First of all, who's, who's who's a great coach, but a, but a maniac yeah. at the same time. Yeah. What, what what was what was that like? What was that like being in the in the, in the Henry Carr atmosphere? You know, be, being around those guys and just being at practices like that. Coming from a team like DY that was very competitive, NBA guys, D one guys, stuff like that.
2: Um, Henry Carr, going back to my roots, you know, it was a great atmosphere for me because, you know, it's kind of, I mean, DeVille is cool. It's more preppy, but um, Henry Carr, back to my roots, it's more grungy. Like, you know, when you when you walk in our gym, like I've been told by a lot of, you know, opponents that, yo, we're scared to play at your guys' gym because, like, when you're walking in, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing all the street news over there and then we're making noise, <laughs> we're just grilling. So, like, we create an atmosphere, you know, so like definitely um there's a like Henry Carr is definitely it's like the dungeon you know what time it is you're probably gonna get an elbow we're probably gonna you know we're gonna let you know that you, mm-hmm. we're we protect our home court right yeah Montes <laughs> is a great guy great man great coach great and like just a great person overall so who
0: who who who, who had a crazier crowd D Y or or uh, Henry
2: Carr um in ter- okay so Deville's fan support was great. Mm-hmm. Henry Carr, we're we just animals. Though. The the, the <laughs> crowd is more into it. They're gonna talk. They're gonna talk. They're gonna talk that mess. You know, it's just different. It's di- they're it. both supportive, but one's more aggressive. I love it. I love, <laughs> it. I love it. I love it.
0: If if you if you were to ever go, if you were to go back to both schools right now, if you go back to either DY or you to go back to Henry Carr, you know which 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 one. If you if they were playing against each other, who would you be cheering for, and why?
2: Um actually fun fact in grade 10 we did face off. Ooh, and... Who won? Who won? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on,
1: man. <laughs> I do
2: this, man. I do this. Shout out to all my guys in the world, but you know, they have to get the work. Mm-hmm. They have to get the work. You know. But but honestly, I think um I I enjoyed both, so I couldn't choose, you know, both, mm-hmm. both um players, both we both had great. Both teams are great players, so you know I couldn't really choose one. That's a suck. But when we did, when we did go head to head, though, I could only speak on that. I could only speak on the facts.
0: And you're one to know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, you know, that's it. <laughs> fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Fair, so my fair
2: enough. team coach was um, Mike George. Oh. Oh wow! Uh, shout out to Mike George, the OG.
0: Okay. That's okay. OG
2: right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what 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 did what did uh, Mike George and Melnick teach you? What what were the the difference of, of their coaches and what was the or coaching styles and how were you able to adapt to both of them?
2: Um firstly, background on Mike George. When I moved from um, Rexdale to Malton, Mike George is the reason why I started taking basketball serious. Okay. I met him in, I met him in the 7th grade. So um yeah, moving straight from rec side. I, I I played basketball. I just played outside though. You know, just pick up. Then I went. I randomly went to a CIA tryout. I heard. I read a brochure. I'm like, let me go to this. Met Mike and he actually, he he pushed me and like helped my mentality and everything. And mm-hmm. Turned me into like an animal with his uh, the his mountain MMA mentality. So mm-hmm. Mike is more of um, he's like a people. Like he's like a he'll get, he gets you hype.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's like, you know, he's, he's big on defense. So he's more like down to earth with it. Like, yo, let's go. These guys, he'll talk to you like, yo, you guys are letting these guys kill you? Come on. You guys aren't serious. Like, <laughs> but Malnick is more, you know, and like it's a different style, but they get the message across.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, grade 12 or fifth year, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, fi- you're finally, you know, you, you, you have a big, big decision to make. You're going to university or college. What was the deciding factor for you to, to go to the school you chose, and how many? And what other schools took took notice in you? And and you can also announce which school you went to as well.
2: Um, the deciding factor was more. Um, so in my senior year, I was getting recruited by UNLV, Virginia. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, Wisconsin Green Bay. Like a lot of schools, a plethora of schools. But then with the clearinghouse. It took, me, it took me, even though I had good grades, I don't know, for some reason, Clearinghouse took a to clear me. Oh, yeah, New Mexico State. So they took on to clear me. So after high school, I was really waiting around, waiting for Clearinghouse to clear me, mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest. And then when they got around to it around September, I was cleared. But then the season already started. So I was actually thinking about going the Juco route. Okay. But then after, um, yeah, they ended up clearing me in September. And then after... Um, Got in contact with um, South Dakota State. I was looking to go to New Mexico State or South Dakota State, and I just decided to go to South Dakota State and then begin my college career
0: as 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 we mentioned earlier today we have we have a lot of kids and youth in particular that you know jump on the show and listen to the show and stuff like that please talk about the importance of the clearinghouse and the grades and the core courses and stuff like that because not a lot of kids know about this, man. We talk, we try to get a lot of people to talk about it because yeah. we, we want everyone that we have on here to, to touch up on how important grades really are. So please, please, please touch up on that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Grades is very um, very important, you know. And on um, grade nine, you have to... It's, I don't know if it's... If, is it still academic and applied? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have to know to take... Um, I know the generation before us, they didn't know, but... You got to take all academic courses throughout your um your uh, high school years in order to clear to be able to be eligible to play in um the on the on the Division One level, and also the higher your grades are, the lower your SAT and ACT have to be. So you know, so that's very vital. If you don't have any grades, you're really not going to play any university ball. You're going to have to take the JUCO route. Nothing against guys that go JUCO, but if you don't have to do it, then you know. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. But it's definitely very important to get your grades, make sure your grades are right. And you know, so you for don't sure. have to deal with the parents, Even though in my situation, I still have to deal with it, but you know.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. What is it? Talk again. It's all for all for the kids. We I don't think we actually really touched up on this one before, but what's the difference of ACT and SA, and SAT? Touch up on that as well, please.
2: Um, I don't even to be honest, I was just focused on the SAT. I think I took mm-hmm. the ACT once. I wasn't really focused on ACT. But okay. the SAT okay. is basically everything you learned from the ninth grade. So you have to pay attention mm-hmm. to everything. Like you have to remember. It's not like you could just breeze through. You got to remember what you learned in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, fifth year. So but, uh, it's simple, but, you know, sometimes you're not even thinking about what you learned in ninth grade. Like, you know, you're excited just to be yep. in high school, yep. you know? Yep. So but definitely math, science, you know, just – Normal stuff. Then um, ACT, I think, it has an emphasis on more reading, if I remember. Mm. Yeah, emphasis on more reading.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey kids, if you guys, whoever, whatever kids are listening to this, please make sure you guys are hearing him properly, because I'm telling you guys right now, yeah. SATs and SATs. If you guys want to go Division One, Division Two, you need this stuff, man. It's it's important, man. It's important. Yeah, it's vital. It's vital. So, pff, man, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. South Dakota State, you touch up on you 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 wow. you reach you reach campus, you reach campus yeah. and you 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 get there, you see everything, you know. You see you see you're finally now a division one athlete. You see the ladies, you see all that stuff. Talk about the distractions before before you even touch training camp. What were the distractions like on campus?
2: Um, training camp, I was really just focused because that I, I was really just trying to, you know, I know I'm going to another level now, so I've got to pick it up. So I'm like, let me. And get in the best shape and you know, I'm just getting used to the college game and the atmosphere and um just you know being on campus. I mean, granted, I went to prep after Henry Carr, I went to prep school mm-hmm. in uh, Maryland and um in New And then in New England. So I'm kind of used to and the way those schools are set up, it kind of gives you the college atmosphere. Okay. So okay. I am kind of ready for that already, but um there wasn't many distractions going into training camp because you know, I was really just focused, but obviously. Ladies and everything, you know,
3: mm-hmm. and getting
2: adjusted to like you know, the university courses now, and you're more independent. You can't rely on them. You. Like, you know, you got to do everything yourself. You know, so yeah,
0: yep. and then. So- and- that's the biggest thing, too. The biggest adjustment for people when they go to university and they go to college, you know, now now you, you, you have to pretty much fend for yourself. You know, even though you have meals three times a day or whatever case is, you know, okay. you have breakfast, lunch, dinner. What about snacks? You know, it's sometimes people don't always really mess with that. Sometimes you got late practices. Sometimes you're in the gym too late. You forget about the, 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 the you know, stuff yeah. like that. So you got to go to the, whatever kitchen there is and make your own food and, you know, do what you got to do. The, the Being able to adapt from, you know, having mom and dad cooking for you for you all the time or just, you know, the general, you know, the, the general uh, uh, um, vision of it, of mom and dad cooking for us all the time to be able to have now have to cook for ourselves, do our own laundry, do things of that nature. Was that an adjustment for you or was that something you're just like, yeah, whatever, I've been doing this my whole life anyway, so I'm good.
2: No, yeah, I mean, from, I've been on the road since like 16. So that's when mm. I went to prep. Okay. So by the time I hit university... It was like second nature. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was already doing that stuff for myself. You know, I was fending for myself. So because I'm leaving at 16 away from my parents and my family and I'm just on I'm on a mission. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes I forget to appreciate the little things because I'm just imagine you're 16. You're sent off to Maryland. You're part of the first group of Canadians that are really paving the way and like killing in America. Mm-hmm. So we're out there. I'm just—it's just like I'm on a mission. So like my mind's kind of wired differently. So I'm like, I'm like, everything is survival of the fittest. Like sure. I'm like I'm out here. I can't I can't call for no one. I can't say oh, like I'm not getting like my mentality is like, I'm not getting sent home. I get mm-hmm. I hear those stories about people getting sent home. I'm like yo, it's not gonna be me. I don't want to be a statistic. Yep. So you know, yep. by the time I hit university, I was already prepared for it you know, good mentors like Mike Mike George, Coach Derek, Coach Ramage. Of course, Rono, you know, good mentors. So I was really prepared for it.
0: So, talk, what was what, what was your coach at you know South Dakota? Was it any different than, than you know, like you already mentioned before, you were prepared for the for that part of of being at university, being at college, but the coach in itself, you know, we all know Melnick's a little crazy. You know, Melnick Melnick knows in his in his own ways. How did this coach either relate to you know Mike George, your prep coach, or Melnick to that? you know how how did how was he able to help you and 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 you know uh coach you in the way that you had to be
2: coached um i think it was a great, it was a great experience you know in retrospect um you know as a old old school coach you know grit and grind you know he taught me how to um, cuz obviously you know high school you're the man mm-hmm. everywhere you're the man when you get to university everyone's the man of what, what school they went to so now it's like, okay, now you have to re- tell me how to work hard, work smart, discipline, and, and the best part, it taught me how to win. Mm. I was like, my, my two years at um, South Dakota State, we won the tournament two years in a row, went to the NCAA, um, NCAA, Martinis two years in a row. So the biggest thing is discipline. And I, like I bought, like throughout my career, I was been a winner. So I know it taught me how to win mm-hmm. and I, at a high level too. So it's very, it was very, uh, I'm appreciative looking back. At a time, obviously, you know, yo, I should be doing this. I should, but when you look back, it's like, yo, it was a good, it was a good experience because you know, you grow through resistance.
3: Mm-hmm. Like when
2: you work out, you lift weights, resistance, your muscles get bigger. They they break down, they get bigger. Yeah. When you're in adversity and resistance, you know, you feel like it's the end of the world, but then you grow through it. And then, in retrospect, you look back, you're like, yo, I needed this.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's yeah. that's key. That is definitely key. Yeah. First, first, first game. First game. Let's get to your first game right now. Who did you guys play against, and what, 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 what was your initial reaction when you finally, you know, you're now sitting on the bench or you're starting or whatever the case might be? What were your
2: thoughts going into that game? I don't remember. But our first official game was against University of Minnesota, I believe. Okay. And I would, okay. I would just hype. I got, I went, I got th- thirteen points. 10 rebounds. I was ready to go. I'm like, yo, I'm on TV. I'm <laughs> playing against Big Mo, Big Mo Walker. I'm like, yo, let's get it. That's a name right there. That's a name yeah. right there. Big Mo? Yeah, Big Mo was at Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that was my first game and I was ready to go. That's when DeVoe like, was there too. I uh, know DeVoe just left.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He went to Oregon right after, I believe.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my first game right out because, yeah, our schedule was tough.
0: Okay. So, Touch up on that schedule a little bit. Touch up on on you know again, kind of going back to the first question related to the to the uh, to the game. What were your emotions? I know you mentioned the the TV and stuff, but now that's even even bigger. Now I didn't even know that part. So, what was it like being on TV?
2: Um, it was it was great, man. Like you know, obviously you're nervous before every game. I'm nervous. That's why I, I, I love the game. So. I was nervous. I'm like, oh shoot! This game's on TV. I can't. I can't. I can't play like ass. Like you know, I. I, I can't, you know, people watch. So, so I was like, you know, you're giddy, but then once you get on the court, you're like, yo, it's either me or, me or the opponent. I have to pick one, and I'm picking myself. So swim hey, or man. sink. That's it. So you know, you just you know, hit my first shot. I'm like, oh man! As soon as I hit, see one shot going. I'm like, I good afternoon. Yeah, That's so I'm up. like, all the nerves gone. I'm like, all right. I missed like seven free throws that game. I think six or seven free throws that game. Damn. I remember. I don't know what, was, I don't think it was the new Wilson. I don't know what was going on. I normally don't miss free throws like that, but, you know, we ended up losing the game, but it was good to know. I'm like, okay, I stepped on the court against University of Minnesota. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I could, I, des- I, I deserve to be here.
0: What was your career high, what was your career high in, in your two years over there?
2: My career high, I think it was like 17. Because I, okay. off the bench. I didn't, I didn't start neither. I started a couple games, but my freshman and sophomore, I think it was like, it was like 17.
0: Okay. Okay. That's solid. Solid. I know you mentioned earlier that you, you've always been a winner. You guys won the championship. You guys won the your, your conference two times in a row. Talk to us about those conference games. Talk to us about the grid in it. Talk to us about the grindness, the, the, the grind you had to get to. You know, the, the, every, the adversity you guys had to face throughout those times, you know, whether being down or up or holding a lead. You know, all those different things that Come into being a basketball player and being on a basketball team. Talk to us about all of your emotions. We want to know
2: about. We want to know all of it. Yeah, I mean, definitely started in the preseason with the conditioning. That's one thing. I'm like, I thought I was in shape coming in. And I did the conditioning. I found out I wasn't in. I was in shape, but I wasn't in Game shape. high, like high division one shape. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the suicides and the stations. I'm like, holy. I know. I mean, I never threw up. I never ever threw up during a workout. But it's like, yo, I felt. I'm like, yo, this might be it.
3: <laughs> you know, so the first thing
2: was getting over that, that because that's all mental,
3: you know. Yeah.
2: It's all really a test mental. So once we got over that, the practices our our inspiration was he was big on defense. We play defense by this like the way the Spurs play defense. We play gaps. We don't we don't deny. We don't we just play the gaps. Play mm-hmm. just like the Spurs, everything sort of Spurs. We everything on the baseline where we're center we're set base. We're um icing the screens. Okay, so you know. Practices were tough, you know. Very defensive minded coach, so built a lot of grit. I played with um probably the best point guard I played with, Nate Walters. Okay. Very good, very good player. He got drafted. Um, yeah, he got getting drafted by I think Philly. Great player. I heard that EJ. name. Heard he, that name. He, yeah. he, taught, he taught me. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the coldest white dude I ever seen. He averaged like 25 was that year, 25 back, 6. 25, mm-hmm. 6, and 6. I'm like, yo, this guy's a this guy's different. But um he seen his work ethic. And you know, Tommy had to work hard as well, just watching him, you know, learning from him, picking up little stuff from him. Like he played just like he plays like a like a like a dragic type. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash Dragic type. Oh wow. You know, but uh yeah, definitely that group of guys it was it was great. We had a we had a lot of chemistry. A lot of chemistry. And it's like that's what I feel like that's what makes a team. Mm -hmm. Play well, because you know, you're willing to go to war for it's like your brother, you're willing to go to war because you know he'll go to war for you. So definitely, but one of those two, one of those two, it was it's huge. It was, it's the first time that it was done in school history. So the first two times that like we did, we did back to back. So it's like, well, we, we actually, we started the wave of, you know, we took over that league and it was great going to the tournament, playing um Baylor our first year and then Michigan. It was an experience seeing TSN there. It's like, it was like, wow. Yeah.
0: You know? For sure, for sure. You, you, you touched up on it literally just a second ago. But, uh, but, you know, us being kids, when we're younger, we're watching March Madness with our families. You know, we're seeing all that stuff. We're seeing the excitement from the locker rooms, from these teams and whatnot. What was your locker room like when you guys got the, the announcement that you guys made the conference or you guys made the dance? And on top of that, when you finally stepped onto that court or you traveling or wh- whatever it was, when was it, When did it finally hit you? Like, yeah, we, we're in this dance right now. We're in March Madness.
2: Um, the, the moment we heard, we were all meeting in the gym, watching it on um, the projector. And we, we just got all that hype. We're like, "Yo, we're going. We're just, it, we're just all happy. You know, it's just genuine happiness because we, we grinded all year. We weren't, we weren't picked. At the beginning of the year, we weren't picked to win our league. It mm-hmm. had us finishing like fourth or fifth. Then after we just, you know, we started off to a great start. We won our tournament. And then, I mean, when you win your tournament, it's an automatic. It's an automatic day. So it just we watched who we were going to play. For sure. You know, so it was great. And then, you know, traveling, it was just, it's like, oh, I'm like, yo, we're in. I'm really playing in the March Madness. This is like, it's crazy. So the whole it's just an experience, the practice before, you know, all the little things, like the t-shirts you get, like, it's like, it was, it was great. It's definitely a memory.
0: Most definitely. Your first game you said was against Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Your
2: yeah. first game was, not
0: your first like season game, but your first tournament game. no.
2: First,
0: oh, first, first um, season. season game was against um, Minnesota. No, I know but you're, I'm talking about now. I'm, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, wow,
1: I just started. Wow, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Don't worry. Wow. <laughs> now you're talking about the first tournament game. Now the
0: first tournament game. You guys, who oh, you guys play? Them. Baylor.
1: Against yeah, Baylor. So that's
0: that's when we had Quincy Ac and, and and those guys.
2: Yeah, Brady. Oh, oh Brady.
0: Okay, okay. Pierre, okay. Pierre, Pierre
2: Jackson. Um, yep. Qu- yep. uh, Quincy Miller.
0: Yes, Quincy Miller, who played play for OKC as well. Yeah. So you, so, so that was your first game against those guys. You, you, yeah. Again, you hear about all the hype, you hear about everything from those guys, you know, especially playing against Brady, you know, being a Canadian and whatnot. What was it like, you know, seeing those guys up close and personal? I know, obviously, they're human beings. You know, you guys tie your yeah. shoes, same way you guys tie their shoes. But not a really just an t- intimidation factor, it's just more so, you know, Baylor is a known school. Where you yeah. guys, like you said yourself, you guys haven't really been there before. This is your first time yeah. at the tournament playing Baylor with some with some future, you know, lottery, lottery NBA guys.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, because I played on the AU circuit with um CIA bounce, I I ran into like a couple of these guys already. So like when I see them in university, it's almost like we're just linking up again. Okay. But I'm um, obviously hearing about Baylor. It's like, okay, we're playing against Baylor, like you know, some real, some real animals over here. So Obviously, you know, but once the ball goes up, none of that stuff matters because it's, like, mm-hmm. it's basketball. You bleed like I bleed. Shout out, Biggie. And, like, you know, it's, it's really you just, it's, like, get to it. Like, one basketball, let's get it. Let's get it popping. That's it. For
0: sure. Shout for out sure. to my
2: guy Brady, too. I've known Brady for a long time. MVP days.
0: MVP? you, know, you know, but MVP. MVP. <laughs> hey, man, I, pl- I, play B- I play BDP, bro. I play for Central East, man, so... I oh, know Central all that. East, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we beat Central West, man. We beat Central West. I don't know if you played for Central West or Central East, but we beat Central I West. For
2: C- Central West.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, you, you, took You, you were taking L to us, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 You guys did beat us. I, I think I remember.
0: Yeah. Because that's who's on your team. Uh, my team. It was uh, Jalen. It was me. It was Mahesh. It was Luke. I, I played grade seven, right? I played great sevens okay. Stefan Nastic. on Central West was like Dejon Sutherland, uh, Sim, um, uh, Daniel Thompson, uh, they 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 had a they had a solid team. They had a solid team. Yeah, yeah. They had a solid yeah. team, but we 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 were just this goes back to what you were talking about earlier. We we're just a better team, we we're a better overall team.
2: Centuries, centuries, always had my respect.
0: You know. You know. Sh- shout out Chris Chang. <laughs> shout out, shout out Peter Jones. Shout out Peter Jones. Shout out yeah. Chris Chang. <laughs> I want to ask. I want to ask a uh, one last question related to the the, the March Madness and to your d- Division One. Um, who was your toughest check while you while you were in school? While you were there, um, like, like like not at your school, just in general of all the games you played against. Who was one guy that you that you see them on the schedule and you get excited about, but you knew it was gonna be it was gonna be tough every night.
1: It's a good question.
2: Um. I would have to go with someone on my team to be honest because we're oh, going wow. at of practice every day because like True. yeah so I would have to say Nate Walters
3: okay for sure, sure.
2: yeah I would definitely have to say Nate Walters and we're on the same team we went at of every day and you know mm-hmm. especially he's not the fastest he's very crafty yeah. he knows the angles and he knows how to utilize the pick and roll so I feel like I would rather guard someone one on one than guard him off a of pick and roll yeah because from a pick-and-roll, ah. you're, you're, always, you're always starting from behind someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always playing catch-up. If I'm starting from in front of you, I have a better chance. But someone that really knows how to utilize the pick-and-roll, you're always playing from behind him. Like, look at Chris Paul. He just yeah. traps you, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So definitely, I would have to say Nate Walters.
1: And during okay. your time, during your time, there, was there a rival between you guys and um, North Dakota State? Did you guys have yeah, that yeah,
2: rivalry? Yeah, definitely. There was a rival. Oh, It's always a beef. North Dakota. Always South a beef Dakota. thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, always always a beef thing. <laughs>
1: as I would figure. As I figure.
0: Yeah. Who who, who would win more often? You guys or them?
2: We won. Definitely. My tenure. years yes. we were winning. They know. They know. <laughs> they know who the big dogs were. They know. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Did
1: you guys typically see them in like the playoff run? Obviously, in the Summit League, in your conference tournament, do you guys usually see them or like who at, during your era? Who's the top guys? Like you know, your most your most competitive games. You knew if they're either coming to your house or you're going away. Who's that team that you guys like? Shoot, today's going to be a good game. Um, North, oh, I uh, like North.
2: I feel. I feel like. I feel like North Dakota State, but. South, University of South Dakota did have Javal Miles. Shout out my guy Javon Miles from Pickering. And
1: okay. he was
2: always a guy. He was always fun playing against him. But I would say North Dakota State really brought the best
1: out of us. That's fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's definitely a rival I know you
0: guys got going on. Yeah. So you you transfer over to Missouri Southern State, you know, Division 2. Um first of all, let's let, let, let's get this off our chest right now. I hate the perspective yeah. of people that say you have to be Division One to be the "quote unquote" best of the best. Can we, get can yeah. we, can we, can we touch up on the fact that Division Two basketball is not as bad as people make it seem?
2: Here, here's the thing. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone that has that has to say, come guard me, and then you'll know. Because <laughs> the, 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 the energy, 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 in, energy. Yeah, the conference I was in, there was a. It was only D1 transfers, mm-hmm. so it's like guys that had to. Situ- everyone has their story, like. Some guys were coming from Juco and then couldn't clear to play D1. So they're like, okay, let me just. So my conference was loaded with like D1 transfers. Those guys that, you know, weren't playing a lot of D1s. They were like, okay, let me just. And I don't, they don't want to sit out there. Because that was my thing. I didn't want to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just like, okay. Connected with, um, shout out Bobby Allen. Bobby Allen is actually the reason why I went to um, Missouri Southern. He made that connection, Bobby Allen he's one of the greatest Canadian basketballs ever you guys have to do your history on him and probably bring him in for the show actually you know he's um he's the reason why I went to, he made a connection with I um, Jeff Boshi. Jeff Boshi went to the University of Kansas mm-hmm. and um yeah d2 basketball is no there's no slouches I've seen some killers some guys killers. that are even better better than guys that are playing division one mm-hmm you know
0: mm-hmm. to be honest the, the, this... The whole theory of of or the narrative of you got to go go Division One and Division One is this and Division One is that. We I feel like I feel like now people are starting to kind of get a bit of a bit more of a hang of it. Saying you know as long as I play NCAA I don't really care. That's how that's how yeah. you know, my mess my mess my mindset was, and I, th- I feel like a lot of people in general you know kind of have that same mindset. But like just Division Two in general, like I played Division Two. I played at Alderson Broaddus. I'm not sure if you heard of that school or not, but I played at Alderson Broaddus in, in West Virginia. And honestly, man, there were so many guys that were over there that were just as good as the guys that I played division one that I played division one juco with that played division yeah. one, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like this narrative of of division two, D- division one, this and that. Shut up, just shut up. Like, <laughs> you know what I, yeah, mean? I, mean, like I so-
2: mean? I mean, like, so Scotty Pippen went N-A-I-A. We all know Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Flip Murray, real real ones know Flip Murray, yeah, went D2. Ben mm-hmm. Wallace, D two. Yep. Charles Oakley, D2. Yep. Devin George, D3. So, you know, there's a... Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, D3. Duncan Robinson, D3. So, it's like, my thing is this. You know, life's going to throw a bunch of challenges. You just got to play the cards you're dealt. And everyone's going to be in a different situation. You got to make the best out of the situation. If you're nice enough, people are going to see you. If you're a killer, you're going to kill. You know? Mm -hmm. So, you you could be at a D1 playing 10 minutes a game, averaging two. Mm-hmm. At it, you can be at a D2 playing 30 minutes and then getting the getting the best side and showing your ability.
3: You know? oh, definitely. Everything,
2: everything is situational, you know. So I don't really if you're D1, D2, Juco, Juco are some killers too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some people just, you know, their situations are different. So I don't really pay attention to the politics. I'm more into the the production. Like, what's your production? What's your body of work?
0: For sure. For sure. You know? For sure. For sure. Let's get on to the school that you went to. You know, Missouri Southern
2: State. Were they a winning team before you went over there? Historically, they they've been they've always been winners. So historically, but the last couple of years, they always been a good. They, yeah, so I would say yeah, winning okay. program historically.
0: Did Did you guys have the same results when
2: you were there too? Yeah, we had all, all our both 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 of my seasons there, we had winning seasons. We didn't quite get over the hump, and you know, make the run in the NCAA tournament, but. Good two winning season. Great, made a lot of great, great relationships and um, played with a lot of good teammates.
0: You you touched up you touched up earlier on on playing with Nate. Um, was there anybody that you played with at you know um, the school you went to? Was there anybody over there that that helped you and 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 competed or made you compete against them every single night that was tough and, and challenging?
2: Um, I think collectively. You know, I think um a major factor was um my coach, Jeff Boshi. Okay. Believing and pushing me, mm-hmm. I think he was because uh, Jeff Boshi, I respect him so much. You know, he gave me an opportunity, um, and like uh, he was a player himself. And He played at a high level. He was a McDonald's All-American. Went to the University of Kansas. Played with Pierce Heinrich. So he know he's like a player's coach. So at South Dakota State, I got the the old school, you know, coach. Now mm-hmm. I'm with the the 35 year old that's hip that knows. <laughs> like, yeah, he actually, yo, you you to get Richard I trying. He's like, yeah, I did too in <laughs> university. Like, I'm getting that type of energy now. You know, it's just a cool, it's a cool cat. You know, so he That's definitely pushed me, and like you know, he helped raise my game to a level to I didn't even know. That's what's so up. He was That's up. You're
0: senior there over there. You you get Mia all all first team, Mia all second team, NABC all district central first team. You know, in a, in a year in, a, in in you know year years difference. When you were at uh, South Dakota, you know, obviously the the you you were a sophomore and a freshman. Now you're a junior and a senior. You're finally getting the awards and recognition that you deserve. What was it like winning those awards? And how did you, how accomplished did you to feel at that point? Did you feel like, hey man, I finally did it, or was it like, a, eh, I should have already got it from begin with?
2: Um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. So those two years in South Dakota State, through the grind, and you know, it it was it it helped propel me or create me into the monster because that's so much built up, so much frustration and like built up, so when I was making a transfer, Bobby Allen told me, he's like, yo when you go to the school it's either you're All-American, and I don't want to hear it it's either you're going to be an All-American that's all I want, like nothing else All-American or bust, so I'm like, shoot All-American or bust, so I'm like yo, I gotta, I gotta make this season memorable, I'm like, I'm gonna lead I didn't even plan on leading the country Mm -hmm. and scoring, so I'm like, yo, I'm doing everything I'm grabbing ten rebounds a game. I'm doing everything, because mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Alden, I put him at such a high regard. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta lead the lead the country in scoring. Because when you're going D two, you have to make sure you're doing. We want to stand out. I just, I don't, I didn't want to be just a D two player. Yeah. I want to look at me like, okay, yeah, this guy's not even supposed to be here. <laughs> like that's the mentality I want everyone to be like, yo, why is this guy even here? Why is he playing with facts? As you yeah, should. yeah so that was my mentality yeah. so I, i'm just a guy a division one talent got thrown into the mix and i wanted to play so good that everyone is like okay it's unfair like he shouldn't be here like that like the bully that's playing with everyone like he's not why is he here
0: yeah you know so it, that's, it, it, that's,
2: it, that's it, my it,
0: it's almost like the kid that gets held back one grade you know smarter than everybody else taller than everybody else stuff like that
2: yeah i wanted him to do <laughs> me like that i'm like yo yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a nice person off the court. I'm just a, like I'm just real. I'm an asshole on the court, but I, I'm like two different people. On the court, <laughs> you're probably hate me, you know. Like, some I get into my teammates sometimes, but you know it's all good. After after we're going to lunch or something, I'm just like the nicest person. So they're like, "Yo, weren't you just <laughs> talking a bunch of nestos on the court?" I'm like, "Yeah, my bad." That's you
0: know? what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Final question related to your university career. Then we're gonna start talking about your pro career afterwards. I want to know well your your uh your your career high in university was about 17 a game what was it what was it, what was it like you know now you finally get the ball in your hands a little bit more
2: what what were you, what were you scoring now um yeah i was 27. Shit. We 10, yeah, oh, 27 stand. and 10 10 boards so like i was really i was shooting a high clip too and i was just, like i was so locked in that year and even the the um the summer i started mm-hmm. doing this workout by tim grover i was just like all the way i'm like I'm like I, I gotta get it. I said Bobby Allen said all American or bust. So, <laughs> so I was really getting after it.
0: Twenty-seven and ten sounds like a damn good good stat line. I better have been all American.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I wanted, to, you know, I wanted to be, you know, like they undeniable. I'm like they have to let me in. I'm kicking off the door. They have to let me in. They have to give me something.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So you you your first pro contract is in Germany. Talk to yeah. us about how you talk to us about how you got over there and talk to us about what the what living in Germany was like.
2: Um prior to even going to Germany after um university, I got invited to the NBA pre-draft camp. It Impact, it was in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. that was a great experience too. Cause I got to um everyone that was in the draft class that year was there. So I got to test my be like, okay, am I just doing this in university with these guys? So I got to test my skill there and i my own the same way, the same old moves, the same old jump shot. That's why I'm, I'm like, okay, it's not really a D1 or D2 difference. I'm doing the same moves, just you know. So that was a great experience to test my game. And then after, um, Germany was it was cool, obviously. Is my um, it's not, it wasn't my first time going to Europe. I went to Europe when I was um, 16 with um CIA bounce, okay. So, but um, right. Germany was cool though. It was um, surprisingly, it's very Americanized. Mm-hmm. Very very Americanized. So you know, it's, it's, it was good living out good food, but um, it was a good. It was a good experience. the the like the language the language barrier was you know tough, but you know you got people on your team and your coaches that you know translate and get the message across. And any any of our fellow Americans there as oh, that's that,
0: that that helps. That definitely helps. Yeah, we have two
2: two American teammates. For sure,
0: that always helps when there's when there's some foreigners, you know, or or whatever they call you guys, you know, over there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that always helps. I mean, I, I haven't played pro basketball, but I can yeah. really imagine what it's like when you just go to a different country in general. Like, even even when I, when I went to uh, even America sometimes, and they're talking to me in an accent. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you have a Canadian with you, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, oh, okay. I can talk to somebody, but that's a whole nother cop- topic for another day. What, what, what was practice like over there? You know, obviously the, the language barrier was a little bit different. Uh, the coach might have not always been as, as clear to you as possible. How did you, how did you, what, what, how did you uh, figure out how to relate to him? And, and did you ever kind of have a... Was there any of the coaches that spoke English or was it straight German?
2: Yeah, I mean, the head coach, he um, understood a little bit. It's more the assistant that uh, spoke um, better English. But um, practices, I would say, compared to um, university, they're, they were lighter, mm-hmm. but a lot more technical. Because, you know, in Europe, they appreciate um, the European background is soccer, right? So everything is strategy and, you know, technical versus raw athleticism, getting up and down. So the practices were shorter and, you know, so it was, it was less impactful on the body. It was more of like, you know, you had to think. Mm-hmm. But off, um, off the, first, the first week, two of my teammates got sent home. So I knew it was serious. Yeah, so
3: sure.
2: I see I'm like, same mentality. I'm not going to be that guy to be sent home and mm-hmm. not being that guy. So, you know, so it's just, you know, you see the business side of it that are really cutthroat. You got to come in there and handle business right away. You can't, you got to separate yourself from the pack because mm-hmm. they're paying, they're paying you. Right. So it's like, why am I going to pay you a, as an import or a foreigner when you're not even better than the, the guys that are from our country? So, you know,
0: for sure, for sure. And that's the biggest thing too, man, is, is that there's only like, I think Canadians are lucky. They can, they can, they can take a, a more Canadians, but compared to Americans, you know, they can only take a, what, one or two Americans
2: or something? Something like that? No, no, it, um, actually, if you're Canadian, Canadians and Americans both count as imports. Okay. Yes. So, you're, so okay. you're both battling for the same spot. Damn. Yeah, that so, you know, so you're, 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 you're allowed, um, I think in Germany at the time, you're allowed, um, two Americans or imports. which could be, um, an, a Canadian or Amer- an American, and then after, um one um continent which is someone that's from a, from um Europe mm-hmm. so that we had a Hungarian guy
0: that's, okay okay yeah so a lot a lot of teammates that spoke German or different languages yes fair enough fair was it, was, was it like was it like a love and basketball type moment where they're speaking all, all German and then, and then after you, you had to go to one of your teammates and be like bro what the hell did they say and they said just give you the basketball
2: <laughs> um, they, I mean that's the thing I had there's a couple of German Americans on the team too so it's like we kind of like had our little English mob. You, okay. know? So, you know, every time I need to like, I'm like, yo, what do you say? What do you say? He's like, okay, okay, cool. All right. Got you. That's Cause you know, like, it's not like, like Spanish is easier because obviously we grew up learning French so you can see the similarities. Mm-hmm. Understanding German is very tough. Like even when you hear it, it's like sharp. It's very, you know, At least Spanish has a little flow and French has a flow to it. German is sharp.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You transition now to Spain. You know, so now you go from from one one culture to another culture. Spanish culture is, is a little bit more Canadianized, you know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, this kind of goes back to the first question where I asked you about, you know, university. You now you're walking into Spain that they say they have the most beautiful women over there. They have the, the best cuisine cuisine over there. They have the best everything over there. Everything over there in Spain is is great. Parties, everything. What was that like?
2: Um. Going to Spain, you hear about the great things about Spain, obviously the food, hear about the women, the culture. Um, here's the thing. When I'm going to these countries, like as I said, I program myself, contractual hitman. I'm here to kill first because I, I don't want to get sent home. So everything mm. is fun and dandy until you get sent home and then you're that guy that got sent home. I don't want that. Mm. So I'm like, I'm coming to murder and just like, you know, instill my will. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, from time to time, we're winning every because only it's only fun when you're winning. <laughs> really, like, you know, it's only fun when you're winning. You never meet a, meet a guy, meet a couple, like a group of guys that are losing and having fun. Yes. It, like, it just doesn't add up. So, it's only fun when you're winning. So, I'm like, I want to prove myself before we start going to, you know, a couple parties. And, you know, I'm like, let me, let me just focus on killing first. We get a ball rolling. I'm doing my job, I'm bringing a winning, winning culture then that's all I care about. And
1: Fair
2: then, you enough. know, obviously Fair. you want to have, you want to have fun, mm-hmm. you know, but you, know, you have to have a balance, right?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Was, is, is, Spain's, is Spain's basketball culture as crazy as, as they make it seem like, you know, I've, I've watched some videos. I've wa- I've heard Jose Calderon talk about it. Jorge Garbajosa, Now I've heard those guys talk about it. Was it as crazy as they made it seem?
2: Yeah. They love basketball. I mean, they love soccer more, but they love basketball. And, um, they take the game very serious, and I I respect Spanish basketball because they play extremely hard until mm-hmm. they could be getting they're losing by twenty points. They're playing until the buzzer. They play extremely hard, and they um you appreciate the way they play because they play so tactical, like it's so technical. The Game is so you know because they don't rely on their athleticism. Mm-hmm. They play with their mind. So when you look at like a Mark Gasol, he can barely move now, but he's still a valuable asset to his team. Yep. Oh, he can pass yep. the ball. They play like they play the game like soccer. Okay. So, but definitely the culture is is great. They love basketball.
0: What what was what was your I don't want to say worst moment, but what was your 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 realize when you when you knew, "Hey man, you no know, I'm 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 here. I'm I'm playing. I'm
2: I'm in Spain right now." Um I, it was um after a couple big games, back to back big games, you know, 30, 30 plus point games, I'm like, okay, I'm here now. Like you know, you know, but it's it's still as confident as I carry myself. It's still uh, I still carry myself very humble mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. You know, I, like sometimes I feel like even if I could like even funny story like even in university when I was leading the leading the country and scored and every game I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, am I like, am I gonna play bad today? Like, am I like, I could have 38 the game before, but I'm still like, um, I could have, I I remember one time I went on a stretch, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, and I was still, I was still worrying. Like the next game, I'm like, all right, like, I'm confident, but it's like, I know, I think, it's, I don't know, I I can't explain it. So I don't think I ever felt that okay, I'm here now. It's always like. A game within a game. It's like, okay, well, you could do better. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you got tired during the third quarter. What can you do now? Are you gonna get tired yeah. now? Like you know, yeah. oh, you you are shooting a lot going right. Are you gonna start pulling up going left? Mm-hmm. You know, your three point percentage is down. What are you gonna do about it? So, there's all, I always wait. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: so fair enough. The, biz- the business side of basketball is 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 crazy, man. There's still a lot, a lot of politics, a lot of business out on that aspect yep. too. I got a couple more questions for you, and then and then we're gonna we're gonna play a game, uh, which we always do, cur- courtesy of Devontae. My first question is: this, go- this goes back to the beginning, you know. Obviously, you know, not real, really pro basketball, just Brampton in general. Huh. Excluding excluding NBA guys, who are the top five Brampton guys that, that you know?
2: Um, can I say- <laughs> like all, like all, like all, all in all, or like. Obviously, we know Early like
0: up. obviously we are we already know like the Anthony Banders and Tristan Thompsons. You know we we the Nick Scouts is, because he's like a Miss Saga, Brampton kind of guy. We we want to know the people that you think is like top five, but not NBA. I'm
2: trying to think.
0: And w- and where, where and where, where, where and where where do you put yourself on that list?
2: Or no you put could yourself me, on that you list. Know? No <laughs> one could guard me, and I said it. Stamped energy no energy energy I, no energy energy it. no one could guard me what but um <laughs> what kind of think I, de- I definitely I definitely have a lot of respect for Shaq Keith. Okay. Shaq Keith, I'm trying to think who's who's Brampton. Um Keith, okay, I don't want to name it. I'm just gonna name I'm just gonna freestyle anyone that comes to my head that I okay. my respect. Okay. Go
0: ahead.
2: I respect Matt, Manny Sahota. mm-hmm I respect my OGs, Paul Blake, aka Bibby. That's a big name right
0: there. Um, That's a big name. I respect
2: name right there. um I respect Davio, Davio Rodney. Big name. Um there's like there's a plethora of names I could go through. Um Freddie Appiah. He was, you know. Big name. He, he, was, he, was the, he was the Pat Beverly before Pat Beverly. <laughs> yep, 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 Um even, even if you want to go even, over. Even, even Kofi. Kofi. Which Kofi? Kofi Mensa? Yeah. Kofi Mensa. That was my right hand guy in, in high school. CIA. Me and him were like, we used to kill everyone on the wings. Like, that was my me and we a dynamic duo.
3: Like <laughs> Kofi, that's
2: my guy. We used to always go to his house for lunch. Like Kofi is like real. Me and him are real close. Like talk on the phone all day, you know, type relationship. Me and yeah. him, t- Kofi was definitely a killer. He was yeah. Duncan from eighth grade. You know, he was definitely a special talent. You know, we always said we were gonna, you know, try to go to the same school, you know.
0: Fair enough. Jab, fair enough.
2: Jabs Jabs newbie.
0: Big name, big name, big um, name.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a I could keep going on Jabron Smith, Mate Lanik. um the big yeah, name there's too. too. There's there's, 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 too, there's too many, too many too many there's too many.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll give you some too. Grandy Glaze, uh, Kevin Grandy, Thomas, Grandy.
2: Kran, Kev, yeah. Kevin Thomas. Yeah, wow. definitely.
0: <laughs> my second que- my second question before we play our game. In a game versus Avon Vaughn versus Brampton, who who wins? Who who's on the Vaughn squad? You got Devontae, you got Sai. you got No, Andrew. I'm not a part of your guys
1: jed I'm way after you guys. Oh, okay.
2: Okay, what? so wait, so Devontae Cy. Si, who
0: we got the De- just generally, generally, Devontae Sai, you can put Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, you guys got a lot of Brampton guys, too, and NBA guys. Oh, Bram,
2: Bram, Brampton's waxing you guys. Oh, uh, din whoa,
0: whoa. whoa, whoa. Din, din, din Jill, you got Dingell, you got Darnell. Dingell's din, got...
2: din, din my dog. Dingell's cool, though. But you guys are getting waxed.
1: <laughs> we we definitely have sure, Steven, I want this portion, huh? I want this portion. I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> after COVID, no, wait, we're going to set I this thought, up. I, I, thought you said, I
2: thought you said you weren't involved. You said you weren't involved. My name,
1: but my name was involved now, so now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> now I got it, you
0: know? Hey, I, hey after COVID, you guys hear it all here uh, first on Talk Your Exposure. After the, after COVID, we got Vaughn versus Brampton in a, in a, in a basketball game. We going to set that have... up, man. We going to set that up.
2: Yeah, we, we can set it up, man. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, good for the culture. Good for you know the GTA. It'll be definitely a good matchup. Most so, definitely. so we're, in- we're including NBA guys and overseas guys. No, right? no, 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 no
0: Not, not, not NBA guys. We don't. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get in touch with Andrew Wiggins <laughs> and stuff like that. But you know, just, just definitely, you know, overseas pro guys can definitely be involved. You know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Top ten Vaughn guys, top ten uh, uh, um, Brampton guys.
2: We'll put it together. Yeah. You got to hit up my Rex, though, guys, too, because that, that's my, my rude Rex in the mountain, so
0: I got to no, no, squeeze we on say Brampton, too. We say Brampton solidified.
1: <laughs> that's and what then, they say in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say in the streets, man. Right. Brampton's a different. But, yes, yeah, sir, yes, yeah, sir. We about, to, we about to get down to a, to a game called... In a perfect world, man. All right, T. So, in a, in well, a, in a like utopia
2: t- world. In a utopia world. In a utopia,
1: exactly. So he, <laughs> he's already catching my drift. But, um... <laughs> In a perfect world, you're you're done. Um, you're done at uh Father Henry. You know, you you did your last year. You know, you have every school in the country, right? Who you you're you're gonna make your decision? Who's that school you're gonna go to? D one school? Who's that school you're gonna go to, and why?
2: Um, for some strange reason, I wanted artists. to go to UNLV.
1: Why is that? I got we got to hear this one.
2: I just feel like um they okay, so they're not a super high major, but they have right. enough respect and they're underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like their culture is so gritty, like going back to, you know, because I always do my research, oh. the Larry Johnson's, the Greg Anthony's, you know, their coach at that time. I forgot his name starts with a T, but yeah. um, they're very gritty. And it's like they're not a high, they're not super high, but you respect them and they're just that mid to high level, and they just they just create damage.
1: Yeah, you definitely can't take them for granted, you know. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll mess around and give you an upset in the tournament if they make it there, that's for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So now you're at UNLV. You, you know, let's say you do two years max in the perfect world, right? And uh you're you're on you're on the lottery board, you know, you get the luxury of picking where you want to go because every team wants you in the NBA. What's that yeah. city you're going to? What's that city? We're talking about we're talking about location, style of play. Head coach and need. What's that school you're going to? I mean, what's that team you're going to in the NBA? Um, To be politically correct, I would go to a team
2: where I'm going <laughs> 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 to get a lot of minutes. To get a lot of minutes. there And I can get to the bag quicker. So to, to be politically correct, I'm, that's what I'm doing. But um, I don't know. It's like Brooklyn. I want to play for Steve Nash. I, I feel he's like a high, high, high IQ guy. He, he's a players coach and he lets you play freely. But then, I feel like, just like my college career, before I made that transition, I would want to play in a spur system.
3: Mm, that,
2: that's play. two different styles of play right there. Mm, that is yeah, because I want to learn. I want to go through the, the trenches with Greg Popovich, and he's not going to give you anything easy. You're going to earn, earn everything. And then, once I make it out the mud, I want to have fun playing for Steve Nash.
1: Okay, sure. so start start that career in Spurs. Learn the gist of the NBA. You get you learn that. Learn how to win. That.
2: Learn how to win and play in a system that you're going to get the best out of you, Like you know?
1: Okay, I hear that. And um, speaking of the NBA, you know, what are some players that you're watching right now and that uh, you really enjoy watching? You know, you turn on the TV, you're watching their game every every time you get a chance.
2: Right now, it's right must-see must see TV with the Brooklyn Nets, to be honest.
3: We got I love,
2: a I, love, I, love K, I love how KD is playing. Like I really, I'm like studying him. He wastes no dribbles. Yeah, that is true at all. Oh, he doesn't like everything's with a purpose. So, and I feel like Steve Nash has some playing. Like their offense just looks beautiful. Like, okay. I, and I'm 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 an isolation guy, and I could sit back and say, okay, they're watching, they the game. You know, I like Ky, I like how Kyrie's playing hard, and I like I want to see. It's interesting to see how they're gonna mesh, but. I feel like Nash will be able to manage the personalities for sure. For
0: sure. Final question. We asked all of our guests you kind of touched up on this earlier, but who would you recommend to get on the show? But here's the kicker though, here's the kicker. You have to connect us with them and you got to hook us up with them.
2: Um get on the show with um Bobby, Bobby Allen. Okay. Bobby Allen. I feel I feel like it was- be great for your show because he's, oh, he's, an, he's an OG. He really, quick history on Bobby Allen. He played on the national team with Steve Nash and he was the leading scorer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it says you, so to tell you a lot, like what kind of animal he was. he um Everyone, all the OGs are asked and I'm pretty sure when you do your research, every OG is going to be like Bobby Allen even though I tell him I'm a better scorer than him. They said he's the best player to ever come out of Canada if you're talking about present and past. Mm-hmm. So, I think it'll be good for you guys' show because you guys get to dig into the archives and, you know, he's a real legend. Like, his knowledge of the game, he's, he's the reason why I take a lot of bank shots. Okay. And I, I try to limit limit my um my dribbles. He was so efficient. He was a 50, 50% score, like, from the field. Like, he was that type of score. I you know, so. So, I so I definitely so. feel like Bobby Allen would be a good look for the, you know, for you mm-hmm. guys' show because he's a... Uh, he you know, has a lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom and knowledge. Like we said, like we said,
0: man, you, you, you got to get us, you got to hook us up with him. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what we asked from you at the end.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I'm going to, I'm going to connect you guys with him and yeah.
0: Most definitely. We appreciate that. Where are your, what are your, what's your social media handle that people can follow you on?
2: Um, follow me on best kept secret 55 on IG and I'm just tape on Prince on Facebook and on Twitter. I think it's a uh, tape Prince five.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, make sure you guys <laughs> give him a follow. Make sure you guys check out his page. I had a lot of a lot of cool content over there. A lot of good workouts you guys can, you, that you guys can follow and, and and can can take in as well. Hey T, we appreciate your time, man. We definitely definitely appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your career. We I, we had a lot of fun today. You no, know, your, okay, your your story your, your your stories were very were very very good. And and honestly, like we we really look forward to seeing you in action when when all this is done. And hopefully, this is done soon so we can get we can see you back on the court, man. Boy. Okay.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, you know, after coming, when, when the pandemic's over, we could do it in person, you know?
0: Most definitely. Most definitely. That's going to be fun, man. Most definitely. and man. Hey, man, one, one more time, you know, stay blessed, stay, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All
2: right, thank <laughs> you. Thanks Thanks for having me. You
0: guys, hey, are, you guys are fun, <laughs> man. <All right. laughs> most, most definitely, most definitely.